Let's get a look at the news here on this Thursday morning and check back in with Nathan Cones over in the news studio. Thank you very much, John, and good afternoon, everyone. See, it's just, ah, it hurts. I can't do it. But take a look at our <laughs> news here. Uh, a Carol woman was taken into custody on Tuesday for alleged felony drug possession. According to Carroll County District Court records, 32-year-old Taylor Marie Frank is charged with possession of marijuana with intent to deliver. That's a Class D felony. Authorities say the charge stems from a November 11th interaction with law enforcement. She was allegedly found with approximately nine ounces of marijuana packaged in one-ounce increments and nearly $500 in cash. She was released from the Carroll County Jail on her own recognizance after appearing before a magistrate. A Class D felony in Iowa carries a penalty of up to five years in prison and $7,500 in fines. The Carroll City Council is considering raising its fiscal year 2024 property tax levies in response to corrections in the state's property valuation rollback calculations. The Iowa Department of Revenue incorrectly calculated the FY24 rollback at 56.49%. Governor Reynolds signed a bill last week to correct that error, adjusting the rollback to 54.65%. According to Finance Director Laura Schaefer, this cut the city's total taxable valuations by $13.2 million. She says leaving the total levy at the originally planned $11.89768 per $1,000 of taxable valuation will lead to significant budget shortfalls. Overall, it shows roughly $156,000 decrease in revenue if we did not change the levy. In order to collect the same amount of property tax revenue with the rollback change factored in, the city would need to raise the total levy by nearly 30 cents to 12.20181 per $1,000 of taxable valuation. Schaefer says staff at City Hall considered alternatives to limit tax increases. The staff kind of talked a little bit in the office, and this last portion is what we would want council to possibly consider is looking at trying to keep the revenue asking the same for these first three components, which was the the portion of the levy that we held the public hearing at for the max levy. Then possibly allowing the revenue to change for the debt service component. For a number, a couple of years now, we've been trying to look at the debt service levy and keeping that at about $1.40 and then structuring our debt within that. Under that proposal, the city would offset an approximately $106,000 shortfall from the general levy with a nearly $0.26 increase to the employee benefits levy. The debt service levy would be unchanged from 1.408, bringing the overall levy to 12.16844. Schaefer notes individual tax bills from the city are anticipated to stay nearly the same due to the rollback changes. Interim City Manager Jeff Kaler says levy increases are rarely popular, but they may benefit the city moving forward if legislation limiting municipal government growth being considered at the State House is passed. One of the things we're trying to say is although we don't like the idea of raising our levy, you know, more than the four cents that we originally proposed, in the long run, it might be to our benefit if they do pass this legislation and limit our growth. We'd like that limit to be on a higher number than the lower number. Is that fair? That, and, and I guess the other reason why I would take a look at this proposal here is this was the, the tax asking that we talked about in January. I think there was a consensus of council and the staff that These are the tax dollars we believe we need to operate for the next budget year. So why would we want to potentially lower that if this was the original budget proposal? There is interest from legislators in Des Moines in lowering Iowans' property tax burden. The bill currently moving to the Senate would limit how much budgets could increase yearly 
while the House is discussing caps on valuation increases. State officials estimate the average increase in valuation for residential property throughout the state is around 22% from the prior year to this year. The city council did not formally vote on the proposed budget changes at Monday's meeting, and they will continue to discuss adjustments leading into the April 30th budget deadline. Video from this section of the meeting is included with this story on our website. And Kemper Catholic High School is hosting a town hall meeting at the high school tonight to provide updates to community members on the parochial school. According to Marketing and Enrollment Director Aaron Sundrup, the event will be on Thursday, March 2nd. Of course, that is tonight, starting at 6 o'clock in the high school gym. Sundrup says there will be five areas from the strategic plan that school officials will highlight. Marketing enrollment is our three-year-old preschool program. Academic excellence will be our STEM programming. Catholic identity will be the addition of our campus minister. Finance, we'll talk a little bit about our Face Forward campaign. And then we'll talk a little bit about buildings and grounds and the five-year anniversary of the Kemper Fieldhouse. Sundrup notes the program should last about an hour. Another topic up for discussion will be the introduction of education savings accounts, or ESAs. ESAs are state-funded accounts for private schools to help support the success of kindergarten through 12th grade students attending a parochial school. The bill, which was signed into law in January, establishes a framework and funding for savings accounts that may be used for families to cover tuition, fees, and other qualified educational expenses. Sundrup says anyone with questions about ESAs are encouraged to attend. We'll talk a little bit about the ABCs of what ESAs mean for families and incoming students, and then we'll talk a little bit about what that means for Kemper's future. Sundrup says that the town hall is open to anybody wanting to see what Kemper Catholic Schools has to offer for new or current students. After the event, individuals in attendance are encouraged to head over to the cafeteria to have individual questions answered. Again, the town hall is coming up tonight at the Kemper High School gym starting at 6 o'clock. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM 6 a.m. news. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. All right, good afternoon, and we'll uh, see you next hour. It it feels wrong, doesn't it? It it does. It it, it feels like I'm just faking. I'm going to put a poll. I'm going to put a poll on our page, and I'm going to have us vote. (laughs) Have the listeners weigh in. Just Just to be petty, they'll probably side with Jeff, though. Probably, yeah. Just, just, just to spite you, I'm sure. I, I, you know, I've done worse. So, yeah, yeah. I think we, <laughs> we've all been in that boat before. So, all right. But anyway, thanks, Nathan, for that news update. You can uh, find all your local news available on the website, the mobile app, all that good stuff. We've got a pretty good-looking forecast coming our way. There is a little chance for some rain and snow in there, but uh, not much. We'll talk about it coming up in one minute on KCIM.